Hello and welcome back to a WeChat for episode two. Sorry for not having an episode out last week. It was, of course, the international break. And as we all know, the international break is a absolute um, nightmare to try and cover. So we skipped that week and we're back. We've just been defeated by Chelsea. That was last weekend. So we're going to be talking about Chelsea. We're going to be talking about um, Alex Neal's tactics. Were they right? Uh, having some fan interviews in there, some random questions, and then, of course, looking forward to the Arsenal game next week. Alongside me, I have Seb Ward and Charlie Hatch. Lads, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, a bit stiff after the standing in the cold yesterday at Chelsea and the <laughs> yeah. a bit of a journey getting down there, but it's not too bad from Manchester. So, on the whole, not too bad. I'm getting along. A bit of a journey. <laughs> a bit of a journey. You had a two-hour trip on a Virgin train. We were delayed for an hour and a half, so we got back at like midnight. Yeah, yeah it's not too bad. <laughs> you have it. You have it good. Yeah, Charlie, how are you, mate? I'm all right. I mean, just getting up in the morning to turn it on, and then when it ends, you got to carry on with your day because it's only noon. So <laughs> yeah, the pain. Can't, the pain. Can't really sulk in it. The damn the time difference. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we lost 1-0, Seb, me and you uh, were both there. It was absolutely freezing. Uh, I was so glad I put on my winter jacket instead of my thin coat. I think you made the wrong decision with your, with your, with your jacket. The, the thing is that it had been raining so much during the week that I thought that wasn't the main problem. So right. when I saw that it wasn't going to rain, I was thinking, OK, there isn't a problem here. But I didn't account for the, the blistering winds. Yeah, uh, that swept across Stamford Bridge, and that was really what was cold about uh, London yesterday. Um, and as I said to you at half time, I- I'd put one too few layers on, really, and I was feeling it. It, it really was cold. <laughs> I was going to say, what is in the football grounds? Because I mean, they're they're boxed in. Is the wind really that bad? Um, this is as someone that obviously watches on TV. I mm. mean, does it just whip in uh, from the corners? It, it seemed to do that a bit in Stamford Bridge. I guess that's coupled with. Uh, just the the nerves of watching us play anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and we were standing for the whole game as well, so it was it was all a bit, uh, bit nervous, a bit bit cold. And I mean, normally normally you're okay if you go like down the leagues. It there's normally like one side missing to a stadium, but I think the problem is it is it sort of the wind gets in and then swirls mm. about the stadium. That's what normally happens. Anyway, we're not here to talk about um, <laughs> the weather. That's that, we'll leave that to the Met Office. Um, but. Charlie, we lost 1-0, um, but, you know, yes, we lost, um, but it wasn't too bad, was it? No, it wasn't too bad. My dad was giving me a hard time. He's like, how do you lose to Chelsea? But, I mean, <laughs> midway through the match, as you're sitting there, I think it was right before halftime, hoping that we get in, you know, deadlocked at 0-0, and it's like, here's a team that costs maybe £30 million pounds going against a team that's a quarter of a billion, so yeah. you, it puts yeah. it in perspective i mean if you look at it from the standpoint of a one nil defeat it was a one nil defeat but not against west brom a couple weeks ago so exactly. bearable yeah so that's the thing isn't it like chelsea were below us going into the uh, in, into yesterday um into saturday's game but they have still got a incredible squad haven't they yeah it's it, it's incomparable i mean they can bring on oscar who's worth the entirety of our squad off the bench yeah. and you know that, that's just the difference between the two clubs and, and and that's money and that's how it affects football as a game and that is one of the big problems but I think we did give a, a good account of ourselves I thought we defended pretty well in the first half uh, I thought we also the, the counter-attacking game plan that we utilized focusing on the left where we know Ivanovic has been very poor this season 
thought Brady got quite a bit of joy down that side. And we did pose a threat. I mean, uh, Redmond had a, a de- he carved out a decent chance from the angle, and Bassong had that yeah. big chance that we were talking about prior to recording. Uh, could he have done better? I think it was just a, more of a good block from Terry more than anything. But we did have some chances, and that was positive. Obviously, in the second half, that we went a goal down off that sort of one moment of uh, one lapse of concentration. But you have to say the ball played over the top was absolutely fantastic, pinpointly yeah. accurate. Um, and then Diego Costa, as much as I ha- as I hate him, excellent finish, and that killed the game off really. I mean, yeah. I mean, we obviously we all hate Diego Costa, but it, it, you can't deny that he's a fantastic football player and and has a game plan that that not many uh, defenders can can play against. No. Sort of, he's sort of similar to Grant Holt, you know. Occasionally cheats, but when he gets his chance, he'll take. Well, I say when he gets his chance, he missed two absolute <laughs> sitters yesterday, but the goal he scored was wonderfully taken. But Charlie, I mean, we, we were certainly. Uh, on par, if not better than Chelsea in that first half. Both teams had chances, both teams missed their chances, um, and it was fairly scrappy. Both defences were struggling a bit, but were you a bit disappointed of the lapse of concentration in the second half and not to come away with something yesterday after that first half performance? Yeah, I think a point would have been nice, Uh, especially, I mean, to be honest, you know Chelsea's going to go on a run at some point. It would have been nice to think that it wouldn't have happened on Saturday. Uh, but to see them get three points snatched because a ball played in between Wisdom and Bennett on a quick free kick, obviously that's disappointing. I think it was a wonderful uh, finish from Costa, like you guys mentioned. But to go down that way, I don't want to say you feel cheated, but I, I would have preferred something like Eden Hazard. Once he cut in a couple times, or if you remember uh, Maddich when he kind of cut through the like something like that, that would have been a little bit more justifiable than guys just caught lapsing. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that Matic chance was solely created because Gary Neal's legs had just given up on him. But um... yeah, the, the space <laughs> did seem to just open up for him completely. Yeah, but I, it, it's true what you say, Charlie. I mean, we we, we defended so well against an on-form Eden Hazard for the whole game. He was causing absolute chaos, but you know he didn't really create himself a, a real chance throughout the game. But Seb, I mean. We've seen on two occasions this season now Ryan Bennett switch off. One against Manchester City when, um, who was it, Mangala? Was it Mangala scored the header? I think it was Mangala. I think so. Um, Otamendi. Yeah. Otamendi, that's oh, yeah. the one. Um, and then yesterday when um, Costa scored. So, I mean, am I being a bit harsh on saying Ryan Bennett needs to step his game up a bit? I think you are. I think he's been pretty good since he's come in uh, on the whole. I think... Recently, we've been linked with Ron Vlaar, uh, formerly of Aston Villa. And I think if we were to bring in the defender now, I also think Ryan Bennett would be unlucky to lose his place. I think he's been playing relatively well. And I think the quick free kick wasn't just him. I think uh, Brady and Basong both sort of had their backs turned. And we, we weren't switched on quick enough to then deal with it. Because uh, as well as wisdom, the two of them should be able to deal with uh, Costa, but because Costa was looking forward, looking for the free kick, uh, as soon as Fabregas hit it, uh, there was there was no chance of really them making up for that that mistake. Um, and yeah, it cost us, as you said. Do you think Ryan Bennett? The only reason he's been looking good is because the rest of our defence isn't great. No, I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say previously we had Whitaker and Martin in, and the combination yeah. of those two just didn't work. And since we've got them out, I think the whole defence has looked better. I think Brady's. 
We've been getting the best out of Brady recently. I think he's been an absolutely top signing, um, as he has been for Ireland as well. He's been showing that he can do it both on the international stage and in the Premier League. So, yeah, to be honest, I think he could play for a top eight club if if we didn't get him. So, oh yeah, I, th- I think he's looking really class. Basong's been fairly solid. I think it's only now when we're starting to get a consistent player alongside him that we'll see the best of him because um, that partnership is crucial. And I think Ryan Bennett, he's still young. He, well, I say young. He's a little more inexperienced than uh, other centre-backs that we could go for. But I think he will come good. And I think there are some very composed parts of his game that we need to get the best out of. And yeah, it, in the two games, it has been moments. One single moment in either game, you could pin on him. And unfortunately, those moments are costing us. It's that, that's the how tight the margins are in the, in this league, and unfortunately, teams like us get punished for that. Yeah, I mean, it's the Premier League, isn't it? It's a ruthless league, and if you haven't got sort of thirty million pound defenders in there, I suppose you're you're going to be uh, creating them kind of chances for the opposition. But I mean, Charlie, it was a fairly positive performance. I mean, Alex Neil tactics. What did you make of them? I, I was really pleased with them, but. I spoke to a few Chelsea fans after the game and they were really surprised to see us set up the way we did because the teams that have had joy against Chelsea this season and a lot of teams have had joy against them are the teams that have gone fairly attacking and, and thrown players at the Chelsea defence because it was obvious yesterday when we got a few players going forwards that that Chelsea defence isn't what we what we know uh, of, of Chelsea in, in previous years. They are fairly, um, fairly weak at the back. Yeah, I think when we went... Obviously went more defensive, not as defensive as City uh, a couple weeks ago. But I think if we could, the problem with Norwich is they can't convert the opportunities in front of goal or on set pieces. I mean, recall when Brady was going down the side, winning corners, stuff like that, and and nothing comes of it. Uh, I mean, Basong almost had the one uh, chance, but other than that, I think Brady had a shot in the seventy-fifth minute. Do we have anything else really that was considered dangerous? I, I think that is a. I think that's a really key point, actually, the set piece one, because we did have about, I want to say, four corners in that first half, and even if one of them goes in, you know, you, you're going into that halftime break one nil up. So I think that is a big point, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, we we sat back against Swansea as well. I, I don't want to say it's refreshing to be, uh, sort of rudimentary kicking long balls, but I think. It, at times, it's necessary. Uh, I think yesterday, that was the case. And if we could finish, and if we knew we could finish, then it would be, you know, why aren't we going further up the field? But Redmond was playing that attacking role um, in the middle, which he's not usually accustomed to. Obviously, losing uh, Tetti in the middle. Um, I thought Malumbu did, and, and O'Neill did a fantastic job. I just don't think we have the pieces to really attack. Because I think Kennedy... The Chelsea left back is is he a forward? I know he, he's a left winger. Yeah, we, yeah, that's not his usual position. So you'd like to think, no. you know, if Johnny House or Wisdom Redmond, someone can get behind him, cause problems down that side. Um, I do think they did. I think Norwich did the best they could do. They just, again, it comes back to uh, the talent that one team has and the other team cannot afford. Yeah, it's it's extraordinarily dif- uh, difficult to break against a team that. Are- so so uh, well, brilliant in the midfield, really. They've got so many good players in mm-hmm. there, which means when we do regain possession, we tackle them 
as they're attacking, we don't often have an outlet to then play the ball to because we've had to sacrifice that attacking threat to get everyone behind the ball and actually challenge these brilliant players that you know actually need two players on one person because that's the the damage they can cause. And I think it was always inevitable that after an international break where Chelsea have had two weeks to sort of mull over their recent defeats and get things together, together that they were going to come back fighting. And I think while I think we were a bit unlucky with that penalty appeal and we did have some chances, I don't think we really deserved anything more than the loss. Um, no, I, I don't think we deserved... To, to get anything but you do look at that game and think mm, possibly because obviously you've got Umbakani and, and Malumbu in there have just come back from, from a long trip um, for playing for their international team Congo um, you, you, you're missing Tete you've got one of your, your key players Matthew Jarvis out injured you know there's a lot of things that not went against us I mean that's that sound, that sounded a bit bitter but that could have possibly gone our way and, and that we didn't that didn't go away because you, you look this season. I, I was I was looking at yesterday's game where West Brom beat Arsenal. And they had a hell of a lot of luck. You know, they had Santi Cazorla missing a penalty. Özil uh, wasn't on his game, and they had a couple of lucky goals. And you look back at our season, we haven't really had them slices no. of luck. I mean, yes, we. The only bit of luck I can really recall is the the goal at Manchester City when. Joe Hart chucked it at Jerome's feet but even then we then got a bit of bad luck down the other end and when John Ruddy just completely had a, had a brain fart and didn't really know yeah. what he was doing on the pitch so it's, it's slices of luck that, that go our way even all of Chelsea's performances I mean yes there's been a couple of shockers in there but for example their last loss came against Stoke Chelsea played extraordinarily well in that game and, and were unlucky not to get anything um, I mean Jack Butland had an absolute just brilliant game, um, but it's slices of luck that I think uh, we need that we haven't quite think, had this year. I think it's also uh, worth noting that yesterday was further evidence that there isn't some sort of conspiracy against Chelsea in terms of the referees. I mean, they got yeah. the, the majority of decisions go their way, and I think if that Brady penalty was at the other end, I know they had a slightly contentious one, but if that Brady penalty was at the other end, I think that would have been given. Just purely because Brady is goal side and William comes from behind. Yeah. I, I, I still think Definitely. it's a penalty, even though I've seen the, the replays and it's not quite as, you know, I'm not there with the emotion in the moment thinking, penalty referee, what are you doing? Uh, I still think there's enough contact there. And he's not in the right position, William, to win that ball. I got... The one the one I sort of... Um, uh thought about was the, the Vardy penalty at, at Norwich earlier in the season. It wasn't sort of a clear-cut penalty, but you could see why it would it was given, and I think yesterday's one. I think it was more of a penalty than the Vardy yeah. one. Um, but it's similar. Basong wasn't goal side of Vardy on that occasion, and that was given. And this one, Brady was actually stood still, and Willian was the player who, was, who had the momentum, who was moving in that direction. And Brady can only... He's, he's not going to go down from a standing still position... He gets that contact and he goes down, and I think that's a penalty. Was is the Swansea goal or uh, when there was what one nil final? Do you think oh, Swansea yeah, could have had a penalty yeah, the... at the end? Uh, I mean, if you compared those two, would you say that Brady the other day was uh, more realistic to to draw a penalty than the one against the Swans? I think uh, I think the one against Swansea. The only reason it wasn't given is because Clattenburg's an absolute fool, um, and and. Yeah, I can't comment on this one because my stream yeah. cut out in the 
dying moments I had to check on Twitter. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if, if we would have got something from this, we wouldn't be talking about the Brady thing. So um, it, we're sort of clutching at straws a bit. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we're going to have bits of luck. And I think by the end of the season, they'll all sort of equal out. But I can see Norwich fans' frustration and certainly my frustration when we... You know the bigger teams seem to get the decisions, but anyway, let's talk, let's go positive. Um, I thought John Ruddy was excellent yesterday, Seb. Yeah, he definitely had one of his better games, um, and we needed that because they did have some big chances. He made a great save. I think well, most of those saves came with his legs actually. Uh, the, the the notable one being that Diego Costa chance that he had, yeah. sort of on the, the right of goal, and uh, he hit it across goal. And John Ruddy made a really mm. important save with his his right foot and that sort of kept us in it in the first half I think if we had conceded a goal in that first half I think that was towards the end of the, the first half just after that battle yeah. chance that we were talking about if we had conceded then I think we could have been in for 3-4-0 um, and really he kept us in the game at that moment so you know we, we give him uh, criticism for when he's been making mistakes we've also got to give him praise for when he's playing well and he certainly did that yesterday Definitely. I think that's what we've missed this season is John Ruddy having good performances because under Paul Lambert in the Premier League when we were sort of finished, what was it, 12th, 13th, we stayed in a lot of games because of, because of John Ruddy and he's never been this like exceptional camera save kind of keeper but he's always made himself big and, and made them crucial saves and we haven't really seen that this season so that was really pleasing. Um, anyway, the next point I'm going to make, um, I'm going to let Claire, one of the fans, uh, the lovely Claire, she came for a fan cam yesterday and she was talking about Nathan Redmond and how he was quite quiet yesterday. After a 1-0 defeat, what did you think of that? quite frustrated I think defensively we were outstanding apart from the goal obviously but attacking wise we just weren't there were we it's no. just, we didn't do enough we lost the ball cheaply if you're going to be defensive you've got to make the most of the attacking when you get it and we just didn't do you think we were scared to commit too many men at times yeah but even when we were going forward we just didn't pass to the right person or we passed it out or you know we just didn't do enough with it and it was I don't know, I wasn't, wasn't too happy with that at all. I mean, first half, though, we did create a few chances. Yeah. Redmond, Basong had the cracking chance. Yeah. It was only a brilliant challenge that stopped him. I mean, it could have them. been 1-0. You've got to take them, though, haven't you? When you yeah. get those chances, you need to put them away. If you're going to play that style, you need to put your chances mm. away. And we didn't. So are you coming out today feeling a bit pessimistic, then? No, I can't mean, clap them off at the end. They played really well, the way we played, went out to play, but... Just, yeah, frustrated, I think. Not not disappointed particularly, but just I wish we could have done a little bit more yeah. going forward. I mean, John Ruddy was outstanding, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, Wisdom was pretty good as well. I was sitting right near the front, so I saw him you know, quite clearly and I was quite impressed with him today as well. But just, yeah, the whole defence was, was brilliant. They really, really were good. Mm. Um, I, just, I don't think Nathan Redmond had a very no, good game no. and he was probably the worst culprit at losing the ball when when we could have done a lot better but yeah I don't know kind of mixed feelings today yeah. really not too downhearted but just annoyed middle, a little bit who was the man who's your man of the match up there tonight um, I'd say John Ruddy to be yeah. honest yeah I think he was really it's good it's good to see him coming back into yeah. a bit of form isn't it because he has been really poor in recent yeah. weeks yeah and, and I, I did say a few weeks ago you know it may be time to drop him and let uh, Rudd have a chance but to be fair to him he's last you know Swansea didn't have much to do but today he did and he did make some really good saves today so yeah so that was Claire. Um, yeah, that was a good fan cam. She talked about John Ruddy being uh, being fairly decent, as we just uh, alluded to, and also Nathan Redmond being fairly quiet in the game. Charlie, do you think our game plan was sort of thrown out of the window uh, because of Nathan Redmond's inability to get into the game yesterday? Um, I don't know if it was drawn up around Redmond. I think 
if you wanted to look at specific players, maybe uh, Gary O'Neill. Because <clears throat> Gary O'Neill, I mean, he was kind of like the rock in the central position. Um, I think Redmond and Mbakani did as much as they could. Uh, actually, Mbakani did a decent job of holding the ball up when it got to him. Yeah, obviously it didn't that often. But, um, no, I, th I do like the idea of having Redmond more uh, central on the field. But I, do, I don't think you're going to break down Chelsea on the counterattacks with him out wide. I think one of his, his issues, though, to be honest, is just when we were packed in so compact towards the end, uh, kind of left him out, you know, walking around on the field, just like Jerome did against City. He never really – you know what I mean? He never got the, the ball just because he couldn't get forward. And Redmond's not one of those players that, you know, tracks back like someone like Bradley Johnson might have when he was on the squad. So I, I, that's just not really his characteristic. I don't think uh, – it's hard to say that this isn't his kind of match because I think it is, but he – it was an odd time to put him as an attacking mid player in his first match ever against a team that you're not going to see him get the ball much of at all. I, I disagree with that. I think, I think he was playing more outside to the right. I think the problem was that – he was having to do so much defensive work that he was then chasing balls constantly, using up all his energy in that sense. And then on the counter-attacks, he wasn't always on that right side and stretching teams, uh, which I th I feel that's what we need to do. We need to have Brady and Redmond offering that width for when we get forward. Um, but it, it's just so difficult when you've got the, the quality of opposition that Chelsea have. Um, and it's so difficult to get out from being in such a defensive structure. Um, and, and as you say, Charlie, Redmond's game isn't accustomed to defensive work. And yesterday we had to do a lot of that. So he does not have the influence that you want him to have. Well, I think it's a, a dilemma too for Alex Neal because let's say he comes in off the bench and you put someone else in there instead. I mean, to be honest, did any of us really think it would be nil-nil at the hour mark? Or we, had, we ended up making a triple uh, substitution. But by the time that... Say we're down 2-0 because Redmond's not on the, the pitch yet. It's kind of a waste bringing him on, almost. Mm. I mean, you could. I think you could argue, obviously, that's not true. But uh, do you think that's kind of why it's like we have to keep him on now? Yeah, I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't have him on. I'm just saying that his influence is sort of inevitably going to be restricted because of how much defensive work he has to do because of yeah. how good Chelsea are. No, yeah, that, yeah. Defensively, yesterday, we got it. Completely right. I think Gary O'Neill needed to be in there. He played really well. Malumbu had to be in there. He'd done really well. And the, the back four uh, coped fairly well against what is a, an incredible attacking line. But I think I think Redmond could have done more yesterday. And, you know, a lot of us Norwich fans have been calling for an eighth and Redmond England call-up. Um, and if you want to be an international player, if you want to play for England, I think you need to be able to change games on your own. You see, like, Leicester are now top of the league and Jamie Vardy... Leicester haven't been that great this season, but what Jamie Vardy has done is got them out of positions when they haven't been playing so well and, and changing games on his own. Nathan Redmond is in that calibre of players. He's a top-class player, but I just want to see, like... I don't want to pressure him too, too much because I think he's been exceptional this year. I'm not getting um, carried away with how good he is, but, you know... The performance I want to be seeing from Nathan Redmond is the one I saw from him at Manchester City. When he came on, he completely changed the dynamic of the game. He, he, he gave a more attacking flair to us. He didn't give us that yesterday. The only real time I saw that from him was 
leading up, I think it was just before the Brady chance when he made a couple of step overs on the edge of the box and passed it. I, I can't remember what that what um, that then led to, but I can remember him running very centrally, uh, having a few step overs and passing it wide. The other one was when uh, Umbakani slipped him through and he sort of had a half chance from the angle. But for me, if your game plan is to play sort of Umbakani as the target man and, and for him to hold it up and then use Redmond as sort of your, your small, tricky, intricate player, I just want to be seeing a bit more from him because that was the way we set up to play and I think he kind of let Alex Neal down yesterday. I'm not, I'm not too sure what you guys think about that. You could say that, yeah, definitely. I think... Um... At the end of the day, it was I think it was an unfortunate time for uh, Alex Tete to get the knock, uh, Matt Jarvis to be injured, and I think that's kind of why he was thrown into that position. Um, I don't think it you just write him off completely. I nor oh, nor no, no, anybody here said that. No, no, yeah. I I think um, I think it was a bad. It was an unfortunate time to try something new, I think, for Nathan Redmond. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, anyway, that's the Chelsea game done. Uh, I'm going to end this segment on one of the most uh, educational, intellectual fan cams I've ever done. Um, this is from, I think his name, what was his name? I can't remember his name. He was a Rangers fan uh, and, it, and he wanted to talk about Chelsea. So, so yeah, let's do it. Jack Greve, Talk Norwich City here with Div, uh, a Chelsea fan. What do you think of the game, mate? Oh, mate, uh, mate, so Glasgow Rangers, don't feel it, eh? Glasgow Rangers got a big Chelsea connection. Might have heard of it. Glasgow Rangers, yeah? Glasgow Rangers, living sorry. Uh, Norwich, don't. Not too bad today. Might have got a one out of Yeah. So, what do you think of Norwich? What do you think of Norwich? What do you Ipswich think of Norwich? <laughs> so that was the very aptly named Div with, um, yeah, one of the more interesting fan cams of the season. Uh, Div, if you're watching, I hope you've recovered from that hangover, mate. Um, if you're watching, no, you wouldn't be watching a podcast, you would be listening to a podcast. Unless it's on YouTube, and then I suppose you could class it as watching. Um, anyway, that's off the point. We're going to be doing <laughs> our quick-fire player ratings. Um, who wants to start? I'll start. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Ruddy, 8. Wisdom, 7. Bennett, 7. Basong, 7. Olsen, 7. Halson. Seven. O'Neill six. Mullumbu six. Brady seven. Redmond six. And Embakani seven. Nice. So fairly average across the <laughs> I think there might be an average of sevens, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very nice though. It could have been quicker. That's my only improvement that you could make. <laughs> okay, well Charlie beat me to it, go on. Alright, so uh, we we timing this? Uh, I'll count so, in my head. Alright. Uh, Ruddy, 8. Wisdom, 7. Bennett, 6. Basong, 7. Olsen, 7. Halson, 7. O'Neill, 7. Malumbu, 8. Brady, 7. Redmond, 6. And Bacani, 6. Very average again. This is, this is the Gary, Gary O'Neill of player ratings. Just average. <laughs> Screams solid to you. Very nice indeed. Um, okay, I guess it's my turn. Um... Ruddy eight, Wisdom six, Bennett seven and a half, Basong seven, Olsen six, Redmond five, O'Neill eight, Malumbu seven, 
Brady, six, Housen, five, Umbakani, seven, um, Jerome, non-applicable, Houlihan, six, Dorans, five. There you go. It's interesting that Jerome's not applicable, even though they all, all three of them came on at the same I don't time. Think, I don't think Jerome's done anything. I can't actually remember him touching the he ball. <laughs> Hence, no. for, for him not getting it. I'm sorry, Cameron. I'm sure you really wanted a quick-fire player right now. I think I was a bit harsh on Malumbu saying six. I think he was probably seven. I said o- O'Neill six, uh, purely because he probably should have been sent off. <laughs> um, again, running the risk like he was the other week. Yeah. Uh, I think was it him or Malumbu who on the counter attack? I think it was Willian who had it on the the right hand side, and Hazard was bursting through the middle, <laughs> yeah. and oh, he no, just put Basong. both arms around him. Or was it Basong? Yeah, no, it was Basong, right? <laughs> yeah, it was Basong. And he yeah. just put both arms around him, stopped him moving, uh, picked up the yellow card. But when you've got to do it, you've got to do it. That wasn't as good as Gary O'Neill's challenge on the Swansea guy the other week when he just kicked him. <laughs> that was fantastic. Anyway. That's the play ratings. Um, let us know by tweeting us uh, at any of our Twitter handles. Uh, it's either at Seb Ward. Oh, I don't. At Seb Ward, at Charlie Hatch. Is there an underscore in there? I'm sure there's an underscore in there somewhere. I think there Seb is, yes. Ward, yes. Okay. At Charlie Hatch underscore. So just basically type yes. our names in and put an underscore in it and just hope for the best. <laughs> but you can tweet or us. Or just tweet Jack. <laughs> yeah, or tweet me. <laughs> or leave in the YouTube comments, of course, um, if you're watching slash listening slash inhaling this on YouTube. Just like Div. Just like Div. Um, good old Div. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the random question of the week. Last week it was who who would you like to take out on a lunch. This week it is, Charlie, what is our random question of the week? Right, the random question of the week is which Norwich player would you least like to be, or is it least or best? Uh, what are we doing? Yeah, least like we'll, to. Bet, we'll go... Least like to be on a roller coaster with. So which Norwich player least like to be on a roller Indeed. coaster with? So I tweeted it out earlier. We've got some replies. Some of them, some of them are fairly similar, but we have got some absolute crackers. Um, Moo at yellow with lots of E's and lots of L's and lots of W's in uh, says Lewis Graben. He'd want to get off halfway through. I uh, thought that was quite witty. That was quite nice. Um, That's good. That's a good. lot of people saying Mbukani because of that absolutely hilarious YouTube video of him getting his head stuck. Um, so that's a good one. Another funny one is Wes Houlihan, simply because he might not be tall enough to get on in the first place with. Um, so that's quite good. Um, yeah. yeah, that's quite funny. But uh, what other ones have we got? We've got Basong. This is from Anita Brian Phillips, the, the lovely Anita. She said, Basong, I'd have no room and be squashed round the corners. Now, I'm not sh- sure what... Sh- large body part she's referring to there um <laughs> but i think oh, i don't know I, i'm i'm putting words into people's mouths here uh, i'm not too sure but my favorite one oh no we've got two more let's go for for gary at gaza tcc uh nathan redmond as you wouldn't know if he's praying because he's scared or because he wanted his next shot to be on target oh harsh oh, oh, harsh from gary oh, but my favourite is from Harry Green at NCFC. He said, definitely Gary O'Neill because he tried to slow it down to a steady, manageable pace. <laughs> I think that's quite funny. Um, yeah, I like that. That's lads, good. who would you least like to be on a roller coaster next to? Uh, well, if we're going with X player, I think Jos Hoyveld <laughs> would be good. Oh, um, yeah. But, um, oh, God. I, I think 
we're gonna go with the the dark horse here, Vadis Odisha Afoli. Could it could be all right, but I think he might be one of those that you know, screams and is pushing you, like trying to tell you to where the point the camera is and all mm. that stuff. Um, okay. I, I think Redmond would scream too. I think for me it'd be Russell Martin because he's so professional. He just wouldn't enjoy it. He'd be like, yeah, just, just, just cool, just composed. You don't want. I think that. Redmond. I think Redmond would be so focused on getting a, a photo when the camera comes <laughs> up for his like Instagram oh, or something. Be. He wouldn't actually be there for the roller coaster. And then putting some kind of rap <laughs> lyric in the, or in the bio. inspirational quotes yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, Survival of the fittest. <laughs> get to the highest point. Or... Maybe that's ne- maybe that's next week's um, t- uh, question is, what is your favourite inspirational Redmond Instagram post? Mm. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll probably... Giving you a week to <laughs> get your suggestions. We'll probably in. forget about that come next week. Um, <laughs> but let's move on. Um, we haven't actually got... Um, a tweet of the week, but I'm, I've just thought about this. We have got coat of the week. Um, oh, God. We, this is a new segment we're introducing onto the podcast because we're not just a Norwich City podcast. We are also a fashion podcast. Um, I'm, I'm now looking through and I don't think Chris actually tweeted it. Oh. <laughs> so coat of the week could have just ended. Wait, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, we should have put the, uh, the picture in the video. So, Well, no... I, no, I don't know if we can now because Chris was our only option of getting that photo. So yeah, coat of the Chris, week scrap. You've let us down again. <laughs> but trust me, it was a really nice coat. It was like it was a ski jacket, and it sort of had like triangular yellow and green segments on. It was really nice. He, he had a nice woolly hat as well. Um, so that's coat of the week ruined. Any idea? That was a worthwhile <laughs> point in the podcast. Um, anyway, we are really rambling here. Um, up next is Arsenal. Let's keep this brief. Guys, what are you thinking? Seb, let's go with you. Um, potentially more of the same. I think it's going to be another difficult game. And I think we will have to play a sort of counter-attacking style of football. Um, mm. Of course, we're at home, so hopefully we can give it a bit more going forward. We can commit more players upfield and you know cause problems. We beat them, of course, with that Grant Holt goal after... Teddy's long-range effort was too hot to handle yeah. for Fabian. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we, we've shown we can beat some of the big sides at Carrow Road, and we need to regain that sort of fortress Carrow Road status. Definitely. Um, and you know, Saturday could be the time to regain that. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely, Charlie. What are you thinking, mate? Uh, I think we score. Uh, I don't know if that means it's a consolation goal or not. Uh, more, more defensive football. Uh, I think Alex Tete back. That'll do some, some good. Uh, I think more Gary O'Neill. Oh, that that makes me happy. More Gary O'Neill <laughs> in my life. I hope Jarvis is back. I think we could do with his versatility. No, no Jarvis. Yeah, if we get Jarvis back, that'd be good. Um, I think we might have a red card on our hands. Ooh. Actually, yeah. Charlie, get your bets I, on now, people. <laughs> Well, I mean, the way that we're tackling these guys recently, it wouldn't be too surprising. I'd, what I'd love is is we've already killed the game off. We're 3-0 up. It's the 90th minute, and Gary O'Neill <laughs> just goes through the back of someone, two foot in the back of the knees, straight sending off. And he just, he just kisses the badge as he walks off, applauding the fans. That'd Wait, this, this, is, this is the last... Uh... Difficult opponent for a while, isn't it? No. <laughs> no well, no. no Wait, who's Everton after them then? Oh, that's right. That's right. And Spurs. <laughs> well, Spurs is Boxing Day. So. I actually think, it's funny you say that, I actually think this is probably one of our easier games because Arsenal, 
one of their main men, Coughlin, has been ruled out for three months today. Um, so that kind of, I mean, obviously they've got a fantastic attack, much like Chelsea. They've got like Sanchez, Walcott, Ozil, um, Giroud. But their defence isn't great. If they're playing per Mertesacker there, you would have thought Mbakani or maybe even Jerome has got the pace there. There's going to be a gaping hole in front of the defence without Coquelin. Um, so I'm thinking we, we might be okay. I mean, let, uh, this leads nicely on to score predictions. Seb, let's go with you first. Score prediction. Uh, this, If you get this right, you can have 15 virtual the WeChat cookies. Oh, Ooh. I know, big prizes. Yeah, um, okay, 2-2 two, two draw. Mm, nice. That was my prediction for Chelsea. So, Charlie, what about you? Uh, two one. We lose at the death. Oh, being, come on! Uh, I'm being pessimistic, but oh. then it can, this, that's as worse as it can. You know, let's mm. be honest. Can it get worse than that? No. We're gonna win it. You know what? I actually genuinely think we will win this. Sometimes I say we'll win just to false, falsely sort of lure me into oh, it. Oh, he, he said it all now. <laughs> Don't listen to another it's all word coming he out. says. Told Orange City's a fraud. Um, <laughs> No, I think we will genuinely will uh, win this. I think we've had a lot of luck go against us. Arsenal's fortunes seem to be going against them. Cockland's just been out injured. They lost against West Brom. They don't look the team they were at the start of the season. I think Bassong will be removing um, Giroud's from his back pocket at the end of the game. I think Gary O'Neill's just going to be sh running around screaming solid. I think Mbakani's going to have the game of his life. I think Wisdom's going to be like Danny Alves down the right wing. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely sensational. We're going to be wondering why we ever question Nathan Redmond's performance levels next week on this uh, podcast. Um, and we're going to be debating a 2-1 win. Um, yeah, that's me looking into the future. That is my score prediction, a 2-1 win. Um, yeah, I'm feeling confident. Anyway, that is the end of this week's podcast. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, hello, uh, hit subscribe on iTunes so it automatically downloads into your podcast library. If you're watching on YouTube, hello, um, hit subscribe so you never miss out on YouTube. 